Hello, my earth babes. Welcome to Blooming and Buzzing, a podcast dedicated to the mental well-being and growth of all the kings and queens of the garden, because that's who we are, baby. And I want you to feel like that every time you enter this space, this community, and these episodes with your host, Lori V. So today, I want to make sure that we just shout out our kings on this episode because it is June and June is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. Typically in this month, a lot of people wear a lot of blue just to commemorate our men, even though that isn't just the color of like what masculinity could be. But we're super excited to bring on a guest today to talk a little bit more about this conversation around men's mental health, especially in our young Black men. So today I have a cool friend of mine y'all may have seen him on tiktok because he goes viral like every single day um so his name is brian on is it andre is that how you like to pass it um andre andres i'm hispanic okay (laughs) okay i think from my r is brian andres and he's 22 years you know you know me (laughs) he's 22 years old from hampton virginia and he's also a progressing social media influencer so welcome brian how are you feeling today i know you were saying you were a little under the weather i'm doing well you know i'm feeling better a little bit better taking my meds to make sure you know get to the right proper health that i need to be at Okay, and we're praying that you get better. But thank you so much for joining us today. So I want to bring you to our market, and that's typically where people who are listening to get a lot of different gems or just things that they need to take away so they can plant their own seeds and grow and continually bloom. So today, around mental health, let's just start right there. So we already know that you're already on social media. So typically, how do you handle you know, the different stigmas around men's mental health in the way that it's portrayed in the media? Um, well, first off, I'm going to just say, like, right off the bat, social media is not the best place if you are, one, struggling with, you know, mental health issues. Like, if you are one who can catch, you know, just the wrong vibe off of social media, I think that's something that you should stray away from. Um... Social media is definitely the spot where, like, even on, like, reality TV, like, it's just definitely the spot where it's just, like, men have been portrayed to just be, like, this strong-minded, strong physical, you know, being. And I just feel like we just get suppressed in that kind of way. Like, we have to hide our emotions. We have to be basically what society expects us to be. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And so then what do you think society itself, how do you think they view them? I feel like society is just, you know, like I said, they portray us to be like very, you know, independent. They expect us to be driven, have this strong-minded complex where we don't face any kind of emotions. And, you know, we just, stay strong and it's just basically like it's like if you compare how you would like physically see it portrayed for women I feel like when you see women you know they're expected to be very emotional very soft very you know just able to express themselves in a way that men feel like they shouldn't just because one 
men are expected to be hyper masculinated masculinated excuse me and it's like they don't get the chance to express themselves so it's just always harder for a man to grow up from a young child to an adult and be able to express himself in a way that they feel like they should be able to right i understand i definitely do see society putting a lot of pressure on our men i know growing up being around a lot of my male cousins a lot of the times whenever they would hurt themselves or cry they were told to hush that up like stop crying like it doesn't even hurt when that's not okay you know like i feel like of course if it wasn't a bad accident teach them strength but still allow for your child to express their emotions because i have seen how that manifests into the hyper masculine man who then turns into more an aggressive figure who because if they had been able to progress or like even just process excuse me what they were dealing with they might not have projected it onto somebody else and just spewed a lot of negativity when they are able to handle their emotions later on so then what do you like to do in your free time or if you were stressed how do you typically handle your emotions um well i for one i'm gonna say this my love language is quality time and that for, you know yes. love language i'm big on love language i would say my love language would be quality time um but personally whether it's in a you know love relationship or just a platonic type of relationship i feel as though spending time with friends and family is my biggest go-to when it comes to my free time um like whether it be you know having family or friends come over kicking it you know, just chatting it up, catching up. I love doing stuff like that. It it honestly just really feels like that serotonin that needs to be, you know, expressed. Um, also, uh, you already know I'm on TikTok and mm-hmm. I'm a very <laughs> I'm a very energetic person. So I love to laugh, I love to giggle, I love to do all that. And TikTok, I feel like, you know, it it, you know, calms me. I'll scroll on TikTok for a little bit too long, but you know, that's something I do. Um, unconsciously and it kind of relaxes me a little bit. Okay. Well, I do want to make sure I emphasize the importance of quiet time. That's one of the things that I make sure to try to have for myself at least is just a moment to be within your thoughts or if you're religious or spiritual, be with God and take a moment of stillness. So mm-hmm. are there any other ways that you relax so that you find time for self-care? Oh, so one thing I do notice, and this is probably like another unconscious thing that I do, I typically clean. I definitely reorganize. I love to clean. <laughs> Listen, if there's one thing I'm going to do, it's going to be organized. And you might step into my room and you can see that it might be a little messy, but best believe I'm going to sit down and I'm going to take the time to reorganize. And honestly, it's never really a stressful thing when I organize or clean up. Like I actually find joy. I find peace in it. Um, I'll throw on some jams, turn on a candle. Yeah. Um, I, I love me some candles. If you came to my house, you would see I have at least six candles. Oh, those who know me know I love candles. Too, <laughs> so we're here with it. Are you more yeah. of like the um, floral fruity scent or more of like the spicy, like autumn fall scent? I'm definitely more of like an autumn fall type okay. of guy. Like, I love my like vanilla. I love my, I like pumpkin spice. Love, love pumpkin all, spice. I love all that. Like it's very calming. And honestly, it gives me like a sense of Christmas. If especially if it's like Christmas time and I and I light a candle because I personally just 
I don't know. Candles just, it just sets the mood and it brings the vibe in. And they smell amazing. So. Yes. Okay. Come on. Throw some gems in there. Candles, y'all. Doesn't have to be super serious. Grab you some beautiful cinnamon scents. Like, I love the fall scents. They definitely are a lot more calming to me as well. So. If you've got a Marshalls or like a, a Ross, not a Ross, but like a, any kind of retail store near you, if you go straight to the back, they're going to have a, a list of candles that you're going to love. And I, I guarantee that. Period. Yeah. I'm, I love myself some Walmart just because it's on the cheaper side. Candles burn. I burn my candles and burn through them really quickly. So it's easier for me oh, to yeah. stock up on them. But I do love a good quality candle from Bath and Body Works from time to time or some of the different black owned businesses that make their mm -hmm. own candles. I would definitely look into like Ross or any of my retail spots as well. Thank you. Sure. Okay. Well, if you could rate your mental health state from one to 100, where would you say you fall? Um, currently on like, or like on just a general regular basis? Regular basis. Um, I would say my mental health would typically range at a good 70 to 75 to a good like 85 percent. Okay, um, and what's keeping you from 100? Um, well, when we're young, um, you know, I just turned 22 on Monday. Period. Uh, Happy so birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I feel like we're at, we're all at that stressed age when it comes to, you know, being freshly, not freshly out of high school, but a lot of us are freshly graduating from college. A lot of us are working towards, you know, moving out. I just feel like we're going through that adulting, moving into that adulting phase in our life. And I think that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Um, just cause, you know, one life in it, it, it ain't cheap. And it's okay. getting more expensive out here. And so I just think that would be my my main reason as to why I, I'm typically in that range. Um, just because, like, I feel like it's, it's a little harder for people at our age to understand the concept that we don't have to be making, you know, $6,000 a month to be able to live that luxury life that we expect everyone to have or expect ourselves to have just because like social media portrays everyone to have like you know great funds they're out here doing vacations yet in reality you know we're, t we're typically working at nine to five um at least making near minimum wage to at least like a good 13 to 15 dollars an hour just trying to you know pay bills yeah and you know people are starting to romanticize their lives a lot um, but I think the key thing that people need to make sure that they remember is that luxury is what you make it. Luxury exactly. doesn't necessarily have to be spending loads of money because of, like you said, that's not where we're at yet. We're trying to build towards that type of luxury. But luxury mm -hmm. can still just be making sure that you're taking a moment to take a long shower, exfoliate and do your self-care, making sure you're pampered, having lots of fruits and vegetables and doing the things that you need to to stay afloat because like you said we're stressed and as mm -hmm. you get stressed you know that can be mentally taxing that could be physically taxing and it could also just take a toll if your life starts to get unorganized keeping yourself afloat is a form of luxury because some people aren't able to literally have that luxury so right. i think that social media would be great if they showed different forms of luxury and not just like you said the vacations and the trips and the big baller shot collar. Half the time when I'm looking at those individuals who are posting those things, they're probably well in their like 
30s. And I'm like, we just, we're just now making it in our 20s. So I wish that we would have a little bit more space, time to just enjoy the little things we have now, build and like continue that grind and process our weight up, you know? Right. Most definitely. So then speaking of role models outside of social media, who do you look up to? Um, I find this question a little hard uh, just because me personally, I feel like, well, no, I guess you could say for me, I would have to say my oldest sister. I'm, I'm a, I have a large family. I have five sisters and a brother, uh, but my oldest sister definitely could be, well, no, she definitely is one of my uh, biggest role models. Um, so a little intel about her. Uh, she's a mother uh, of my one nephew, one of my nephews, and she uh, she's retired military. Uh, she's about in her 30s, uh, but she also has a disease that is one, uncurable, and also she has the type that would affect her more harshly. Um, if you aren't informed about it, it's called scleroderma. Okay. And it's, mm-hmm, it's basically a autoimmune system disease that causes tightness of the skin, hardening, hardening of the skin. Um, it also causes like blisters. It also affects her lungs. Oh, wow. Um, and her intestines. And she's had a, a good, uh, since 2010. So what are we, what, 12, 12 years now? Um, but honestly, the way she grinds, she was actually expected to not even last 10 years, to make it through 10 years. Uh, but growing up, you know, that was my homegirl. We did everything together. Um, she definitely, you know, put a good spirit in me uh, when it comes to, like, you know, being true to me and, you know, expressing myself and, you know, and like teaching me how to grow because she's definitely like somebody that I go to when it comes to like anything that I need to learn on being independent. Um, so I would definitely say my sister. And I love that. I'm glad that she is not letting anything stop her. I think that's great advice to take away from your sister and the things that are going on because it can be quick to take something that you're dealing with and let that squash you and let that be the definition of who you are. But she's not letting that define her. And I love that she's Mm -hmm. continuing to just strive and be great. And I'm glad that you have that representation, especially with her being your sister. I see a lot of siblings who don't get along, especially in the brother-sister combo. Oh, no. Best believe we've had our moments. (laughs) (laughs) Best believe. But, you know, we thug it out and we still know that we love each other. I love that. That is so beautiful. Do you have any male representation in the media that you look up to or any famous individuals? Um... I honestly don't think I do. I Ooh. do a lot of observing. I do a lot of observing. Um, so most of the time I, you know, take uh, and process a lot of information and, you know, I compose it into myself from a lot of people, whether it's a female or male. Um, but one specific individual, I don't think I actually have. Um, a lot of times I feel like celebrity individuals, um, would probably like like again they present themselves in social media with this luxury life 
Um, but I don't see a lot of male figures that really, you know, express what it is to be represented as a non-toxic hypermasculinated, hypermasculinated. Oh my gosh, that word cannot come out of my mouth. <laughs> but you know the word I'm trying to say, but hypermasculinated is man. There we go. So I feel like really aside from my sister, I can only be my own role model as a man. Oh wow. Okay. Are you religious or spiritual at all? Um, I definitely have gone through it on that topic. Growing up, um, I feel like and I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. I feel like religion was kind of forced upon us growing up. Um, I grew up in a Christian church. Um, my, my father's Christian. My mother is Catholic. Okay. Uh, um, and so being forced, my, my parents aren't together as well. So being forced to go to church with my father growing up, it just didn't seem like I was really retaining you know, that that information that you were supposed to get when you go to church. And also, I feel like this is probably like the biggest thing, being comfortable in the, in the home church that you're in. One thing I did realize, because I do come from a double mi- minority family, the church that my dad had me going to was an all-white church. Okay. Um, I didn't see many black people within the church so i don't really feel like i connected with a lot of people in there um and then by the time i was about like geez i want to say 10 to 12 i kind of made my way to like stop going and like basically explaining that i actually didn't want to go to that church anymore while my dad continued to go actually um and then i took that time I mean like in between I probably wasn't even thinking about it but like as soon as I got into high school you know I started thinking more spiritually um I you know became I guess you could say agnostic uh because really personally I at that time I believed you know there there is a higher power you know there's somebody who you know has control of all things and then, you know, surrounding myself with the people that I have around me still today, they welcomed me into their church and it was an all black church. It was very welcoming. It was very like enlightening in a way. And yeah. it definitely, you know, had me change my way of thinking and the way I, I felt. Uh, Cause I did go through a couple of experiences back in, I guess, 2018, 2019 that opened my eye. Um, to a more religious way. Um, So I guess you could say I fall personally in between the both like Christian, agnostic or spiritual in a way, uh, spiritual sense. Okay. And how do you think that the transition into where you are now has helped you? I think personally, it keeps my, it keeps me optimistic. You know what I'm saying? It really, it really, you know, gets you thinking and feeling a certain way because, you know, yes, uh, we read the Bible. Yes, we are told and we feel the the presence of God. Um, but then the other side of me is like, but I, I observe a lot more and I see a lot of things that sometimes doesn't feel like it 
has an explanation to it. And, you know, it just it keeps you thinking. Well, I'm glad that you do have something that keeps you grounded. I think that that's one of the biggest things with religion or just being a spiritual person is just knowing that there's somebody looking out for you and that's something that provides comfort. So I'm glad that you do have something um, going for you morally so that you can make sure that you're keeping yourself aligned with whatever you believe. But I'm glad that it has helped you because that's the biggest thing. I'm glad that you recognized that if your church home wasn't a good fit for you, that it wasn't helping you that you stepped away. Because I definitely don't think that it's good to grow somewhere that isn't growing, you know? Right. So, and I can attest to having a bit of church hurt. And I think a lot of people that I've spoken to have had similar stories where we were in church, definitely because our parents were in church as we were being taught when we were younger. And then at some point, as we were becoming more adolescent and trying to think for ourselves and figure out what we truly believe, we had to find our own journey and figure out where we are. And so I'm glad that you have at least found something that works for you. If we're being really honest, like, you don't need to be, I mean, you could choose to be in a church, but you don't really need to be in a church to praise God. So then have you ever tried therapy? Because I know, you know, there's a stigma, especially in the Black community that we don't go. Right. I Therapy is a very question topic. Um, I have gone to therapy before. Um, I was kind of young. I was in middle school. Um, do I feel like it it helped in a way? Um, that's questionable because uh, I was only about 13, 14 years old. Okay. Um, it was, you know, a rough time for me. And honestly, I, I spent the whole summer there. Um just talking to my counselor and honestly, I, I I feel like at the time, I don't think I was really listening. I Got think it. I was just kind of there, but like okay. now that I'm an adult, I feel like, you know, what they were telling me was something that I could have utilized. Um, I have considered going back to therapy uh, just cause, you know, sometimes I feel like talking to the people that you're surrounded around sometimes isn't enough and you know being able to express yourself just just to get things things off your chest and I just sometimes feel like you need a, a third party listener you know what I'm saying definitely someone that can remain objective right someone who's who's consistent and isn't really biased but also just kind of helps you you know figure things out yeah okay well i've i've never tried therapy before so i appreciate you sharing about your experience because i am interested in trying it at some time i have a minor in psychology and my psychology Ooh. professors are always like because you know recent hand grad let me just go ahead come on i'm 22 graduate real hu come on you know real hu and yeah, with my psychology minor, which I do plan to go back to school for a master's in psychology as well. Um, a lot of my professors were saying that, how are you going to prescribe or suggest therapy if you've yet to try it? And that hit home with me because it's like, I should give it a try. I've definitely had the option to try it before now, but I just never saw it be a space for me because a lot of the times in the media when people portrayed quote unquote shrinks, it was always like a white person. So I mm -hmm. never got to see somebody who looked like me sitting in the chair who I felt like would even understand what I was talking about. And then of right. course, you know, 
and being a part of the black community a lot of the time you don't have a problem you just need god you just need church right you just need to pray um or it's not even really a problem so yeah it's, it's either not a problem or you got you got church to, to talk about your issues with and that's you know, another thing the black community it especially it's not even just men like the black community in general really suppresses you know mental health like i feel like it's just not taken seriously i feel like it's also a it's a moment where we're not informed, I feel like. Like, I do have a statistic um, that comes from mental health stigma in men. And it was saying that 60% of men experience traumatic events in their lifetime compared to 50% of women. And it also was stating that one in 10 men experience anxiety and depression on a daily basis. And I feel like if people understood the stigma in men and how the way that you all have been taught to do things is incorrect. It would help us change. But I think a lot of people, when they were taught that it wasn't a problem and they didn't have any resources to help with those kind of problems. Cause you know, we also can't afford a lot of things. Like therapy also was an expensive um, outlet. So mm-hmm. when church is free. Um, so I definitely think that it's just a moment of, being misinformed or just not having resources in general. So now that's why I think there's such a big push to be informed and to get out there and to try now because things have changed and you got to be able to change with the way that society is moving as well and not stay stuck, you know? So that's why I really appreciated having you on this episode just to spread a lot more information about where we are as Generation Z and how we think, especially when it, comes to men's mental health so i really appreciate you for sharing i do have one more question for you before we wrap up do you think that mental health is too focused on by generation z do i think it's too focused yes because you do know we are called the sensitive generation i feel like i feel like this generation is just more optimistic i feel like a lot of when you're going back into like previous generations, whether it's like our parents or our grandparents, you can tell like they they went through things and they dealt dealt with things a lot more differently. They, you know, pushed things to the side. They were told and and taught to, you know, suppress a lot of emotions or even forced to suppress a lot of emotions. And I feel like Gen Z, I'm gonna just say it. We're we're badass. Like <laughs> honestly, like we really are ruthless in certain situations. When it, whether either it comes to mental health, it's biggest thing, uh, LGBT rights, black uh, black issues, Asian American issues, anything. Like we really hit home when it comes to things we feel like are serious issues, and mental health is something that everybody experiences. So whether it be like something light or something that's, you know, a little bit harsher on, a, on another person, I feel like we we take that stand and are actually trying to make that change when it comes to informing others, especially generations before us, that it's it's a it's a big issue that needs attention. Yeah, definitely. So then what steps or what kind of tips do you have to advise young men to take control over their emotions or make sure that they prioritize their mental health? Um, 
definitely find find things that you find peace in. Personally, I find you know a good health uh, thing to do is going to the gym recently. Um, I've been going to the gym a lot more, um, eating better, um, and honestly, it's helped in a way. Uh, definitely surround yourself by people or activities that you personally find joy in. You know, don't let things stress you out to to the max. Um, just making sure that you know you're. Your mental health is just at a good standard uh, for a living and making sure that, you know, you just stay positive. Thank you so much. I definitely think that that's super important, especially to our young men and even younger to our younger boys, because as we are seeing, you know, our younger boys are being affected a lot more by the things that they see, especially with technology being a lot more accessible to them. I definitely mm-hmm. think that this is definitely great advice to find other forms of ways for them to just disconnect and connect more within themselves. So thank you so much, Brian Andres. Andres, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for joining me on Booming and Buzzing. Um, and this is your point where you can share how can we stay connected with you? Um, so I am on social media. I'm on basically every platform. Um, you can find my Instagram at V-I-A dot Andre, A-N-D-R-E. Um, I am on TikTok um, at Brian Andres underscore. So that's Brian, A-N-D-R-E-S underscore. And um, yeah, I do have my, uh, my DMs open. So I'm always accessible. Yes, and definitely check him out, you guys, because he is just making a lot of moves on social media. He'll make you laugh. He'll make you cry. Definitely check out his TikTok. Super, really love your content. So I really appreciate you you being on my platform here today. And I hope to see you next time on another episode of Blooming and Buzzing the Podcast. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.